couple of years? Three years. Wow. Man. See, I am, uh, some of us are, I am blessed. I have uh, my both daughters and my three grandkids within five minutes. So I, from, from a mother and father stand, from a parent standpoint, the grandparent that's uh, quite a sacrifice. Yeah. I think my batteries are out. All right, hallelujah. So, amen, we, uh, we do just want to recognize the sacrifice that, uh, you know, that folks such as yourself, that you're committed to, uh, willing to go, amen, willing to go. We appreciate that very much. All right, amen. And we trust everyone had a marvelous, the moms had, had a good, wonderful Mother's Day. Everybody, right? Mom's had a good. Mothers didn't cook, I hope, right? I hope you didn't get. Jack, did you cook? You did? Uh oh. <laughs> All right, amen. But, uh, amen. Appreciate uh, each and every one of you. All right, we're going to uh, call your attention this evening to the book of uh, Matthew. Going to read just one verse, chapter number four and verse number 19. And Brother Ryan, could you knock those track lights down for me, please? Appreciate that. All right, just one verse here. And he saith, Jesus saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. And just put a little title on this thought here tonight. Amen. And that is, uh, Let's Go Fishing. Amen. Let's Go Fishing. Let me ask, I, it's... Uh, kind of uh, strange to me, but I have asked this question I think once or twice before. Is there anybody here that has never caught a fish? Definitely. Right? Okay. Any adults that have never caught a fish? Alright, but I can't imagine, right? I, can't, I cannot imagine not catching a fish. I just can't imagine. And uh, I've got a couple of, uh, of uh, funny stories uh, to start this thing off, but I'd like to show that there's a photo of Chandra in her little cowboy hat, and I call it, uh, there it is. That's on my, that's a, a photo that sits on my desk in my office. That, I tell people, is a photo of nothing but pure happiness. <laughs> because Chandra there is two. That's her very first picture, or her very first fish that she caught. She's wearing a cowboy hat. If you know, she's got a Band-Aid on her knee. And that is Grandpa's, okay? That's Kathleen's dad. That is Grandpa's truck right there. And uh, that's when we used to go fishing and camping when the kids were little. And I believe she might be wearing boots. I'm not sure. Probably has her she might be wearing boots. That is a picture of pure joy. Right? <laughs> Grandpa, cowboy hat, first fish, band-aid on her knee. Man, she is, she is like ready to go. She is ready to go. And uh, 
Then there's another one. There's a, a picture, a recent one. There's a picture of Cooper. Yay. There you go. There you go. Coop, you cannot. This is my youngest grandson. And uh, he just wanted to go fishing last year. Was well, last year, right? Yeah. Kelly? Yeah. And he says, Papa, I want to go fishing. So we'd take him out a couple of times. He wouldn't catch anything. I says, Cooper, if you really want to go fishing, ask Brother Kelly. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so there you go. And if I'm not mistaken, he caught the biggest fish. He did. <laughs> he caught the biggest fish. And, and I assure you, he was one happy fisherman. He was one happy fisherman. And so I told him, I says, Cooper, I'm going to keep that fish. But I remember growing up as a kid in a little town called Baker, Oregon. And I know this is hard to believe, right? But uh, we would, we had my older brother and I, my dad would take us fishing a little pond. And uh, we had uh, poles with lines and no uh, no reels, right? Jack's probably saying, no, man, that's way back. And can you imagine that poor fish? We'd throw the line out, and when the fish, when you got a fish on, you would land off that little thing, man. That fish didn't know what hit him. And we caught several like that until we finally got one of those cheap Zebcos. And uh, then there's a, uh, there's a story, uh, Kathleen caught a turtle. Yeah, Kathleen caught a turtle. Autumn, well, Autumn's not here right now, right? No. We, she went fishing with us one time, Kathleen's her brother. And it was a little wet, we had a little boat, and we had bought her, I think Dell bought it, didn't he? Dell bought her a brand new pole, and we're in this boat, and she casted and the whole pole and everything went in the water. And she just stood there. I said, what'd you do? And no, we never did catch, the, we didn't get the pole back or anything. But here, but one of the funniest one was, Dave, Brother Dave Hansen and I, we took the junior boy Sunday school class fishing, and yes, Bubby was a junior boy during that time. There was Bubby and there was Terry Larson and there was Nathan Brown. We took them fishing one time, took, camped out, took them fishing. And uh, somebody, one of the boys had caught fish, and I had my little uh, Mazda pickup, <laughs> and it had a little canopy on it. Well, about three weeks after the fishing trip, in the middle of the summer, I noticed that one of the boys had left his little tackle box in there, right? So I pulled the tackle box out, and I opened it up, and there was a there was a dead fish in there. <laughs> not, not cool. Okay. Not cool at all. Amen. Bad. But um, yet in our script, you know, Jesus did not immediately tell the disciples to follow him and he was going to make them into prayer warriors. He didn't say that he was going to make them into worship leaders nor great musicians, or even that he was going to make good preachers out of them. But what he told them was, in very plain language, he told them, he says, hey, Mr. Fisherman, he says, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Yeah. 
And I always looked at that and I thought, wow, you know, it, it just, and, and so uh, it, it's just very powerful to me because they were, for the most part, there was a couple of them that, you know, that uh, were possibly a little bit higher maybe in social status than the rest of them, but for the most part, they were just average, average everyday guys. Everyday guys. And Jesus picked them. Imagine being one of the 12 picked, hand-picked. Can't even fathom it, right? And the only promise was, he said, hey, you follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Of course, we know that there's a lot involved in that as the uh, message of uh, the gospel would progress. But, so, what prompted this was the other day I was on my river walk. Have you seen the nice Columbia River yet? Lucas's? Oh, we got the we got a nice little tiny stream that runs. <laughs> and so I was doing my river walk the other day and I happened to meet a young man who had just pulled into the parking lot and uh, he had a couple fishing poles in his hand and he was going fishing in the Columbia Park pond. There's a picture of a little pond there. There you go. Now, as Brother Kelly and maybe some of the other ones around here that have lived around here for a while, that Columbia pond used to be a place where we'd hang out at junior high. We'd go swimming in it. They would have concession stand and paddle boats. And then it turned out that few years later they said well that water is dirty you can't swim in that so they closed it down well they didn't tell us that right when we were kids and we probably drank a little bit of it too but that's so this this young man I met him in the parking lot and we just chit chatted a little bit introduced myself and his name was Frank and he was going fishing and I thought well why would you want to go fishing right there and uh I had, uh, I had seen him a couple of times before, but from a distance. And so after a short introduction, uh, I asked him, I said, hey, Frank, I says, uh, uh, I'd like to walk down there with you. And he said, well, sure. He said, we'll walk, uh, I'll walk, you walk, I'll ride. I'll get to that in a minute. And so we uh, went down there and there's a little fishing dock. You can't, it's way back there, but there's a little fishing dock that extends out just a few feet into the pond. And as we got there, there were two other fishermen on the dock. So, you know, as fishermen do, we begin to chat about fishing. And Frank, uh, by the way, Frank is a paralytic in a wheelchair. And uh, he had, years ago, he uh, contracted some kind of a disease in his spine that would force him into making a decision between being paralyzed for the rest of his life or go bye-bye, go, he's gonna die. So he'd been paralyzed 20 years, he's in a wheelchair. So now we're all there, there's three on that dock and then I'm the fourth one. So, so uh, Frank throws out his, you know, his line and we're all talking a little bit. There's Frank, and there's Max, and there's Kim. Frank begins to tell me about a week ago, he landed a 10-pound trout out of that little pond. I said, well, that's not even possible. 
He says, well, sure it is. I'll show you the photo. And then Max, one of the other gentlemen, he's in a walker. He says, oh, yeah, it's possible. He says, because this guy over here, Ken, because he stocks this pond. <laughs> what? He says, yeah. And uh, he puts 8,000 trout in this pond himself. He raises them. He pays for it. He pays Ringo to raise the fish for him. And he says, and he has put in this little pond 50 fish between 8 and 10 pounds. Frank has got three of them, by the way. He uses a basket. Would you put up a photo of the guys on the dock? No, of course. But. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. I did it. I said it the first time. Well, the most important picture of all didn't get out there. Anyway, there's a photo of Ken, Frank, and uh, and Max. And you see, the story is that. Ken, the man that planted those fish, he has dedicated the last 22 years to paying Ringgold, which is a fish hatchery, to raise fish for him, so he could sponsor a fish for free for the disabled, for those under 12, and for those over 7. Ken actually dredged the pond in order to make it deeper for the healthy fish. Ken says, I know what's in the pond. <laughs> he says, I raised these fish, then I released them into the water for the disabled, the children, the old people to enjoy. And... Uh, I guess I'll have to resend that photo. But my point here is that, Frank, you can still fish from a wheelchair. Max, you can still fish and you're 87 years old. And Ken, fishing is a good investment. You see, Matthew 4.19 we read where as Jesus is making it, he's got a plan. The Lord's got a plan. He's got a really, really good plan that you and I are a part of today and it all started with him walking down the shores of that Sea of Galilee and picking a couple of guys out that he knew they were going to be able to become some of the greatest men that has ever lived on this earth. But what he was looking at was men that were willing 
to follow him and to become like he was a fisher of men so in Matthew 4.19 you find Jesus is casting his line out there for Simon Peter and Andrew his brother he says follow me I will make you fishers of men and they must have been hungry because they took the bait hook line and sinker he proceeds down the water's edge a little bit further Verse number 21, James and John were mending their nets. He calls them, and listen to this. says, they immediately left the ship and their father, and they followed him. The Lord goes on to tell Peter, he says, hey, thrust out a little from the land. Jesus taught the people out of the ship. And then when he had left speaking. It says that he tells Peter to launch out into the deep and let your net down for a nice catch of fish. They caught so many, they had to call in reinforcements, and both boats were filled to the point they began to sink. Something about it. He's trying to he's trying to get those fellows' attention. He's trying to he's trying to get their attention. And a couple of, couple of things, Aaron, that uh, I want to bring out just real quickly. A couple of words that got my attention. It says, he says, you've got to you, you leave, you gotta leave the dock. Mm-hmm. You've got to go out there where the fish are. Mm-hmm. He says, Peter, you've you got to go. I want you to go. I want you to launch this book. He says, I want you to go to deep places outside the norm. Sometimes places through Samaria. Peter says, well, Lord, we toiled all night. Listen to this. He says, but nevertheless, at your word, we will keep fishing. And that is so so like sometimes not just not just ministry but we're we're never called first to ministry we're called first to serve him and as part of that we're called to be fishers of men and Peter said well Lord we've toiled all night we've net we've just not we've not caught anything and the Lord said Peter, go out. Go. You gotta go. Go to find another spot. Go to another place. I would. I appreciate brother and sister McCune. They went to uh, Prosser last Friday night for a uh, coordinated evangelistic effort, and uh, they were, they went fishing. That's what we do. We go fishing. How many of you believe that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so the Lord said, Peter, he says, you gotta, you gotta, you know, sometimes you 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 have to, if you gotta leave the neighborhood. Sometimes you gotta go to a different friend. Sometimes you gotta make new friends. Amen. And some people 
that's a quite a bit of a challenge. But I guarantee you that uh, these three new friends that I've met now, and we've already talked about, of course, about you know about the Lord and different things. But I wasn't there to you know to try to put a hook in them. <laughs> I was just there, just being a normal guy, having fun and meeting new friends. And I was just in like awe of these three people. I got to, all right, Brother Cliff, I guess I got to, or Brother Ryan, I got to share, I got to uh, get the right photo here. Do you, any of you guys have 5,000 photos on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a lot. Well, I will find it. Oh, there, here we go. Yeah, I'm going to send it to Tom. Okay. If and when that comes through, if you would just put it up there. Appreciate it. All right, and so... So the Lord, you know, the Lord called us to be fishers of men. And I know, you know, sometimes we get involved in church. Sometimes we get involved in ministry. Sometimes we get involved in teaching and worship and musicians and everything. And if we're not careful, we lose that first initial, you know, contact with what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be out there, you know. We're supposed to be sowing seed. We're supposed to be. There they are. There's my buds. The uh, the first one here in the uh, flannel. That's Ken. I have no idea how much money he's got, but we were talking about cars and things, and that's what he 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 stocks that pond. He's done it for 22 years. Wow. Gentlemen, that's Big Max right there. He keeps everybody balanced out, right? He's, he's quite the guy. And then Frank, on the end there, in the wheelchair. Now, my point is this, okay? You can still fish with a disability. You can still. You can still throw the line out there. Try to catch a soul. Age is not a requirement nor a termination as far as age-wise. You can, you can still be a fisherman at 87 years old. say well you know there's there's no there's no fish in this pond now if you were to look if you were to walk by that little place you 
but you got to understand, see, is that you don't know what the Lord has stocked in your neighborhood. You don't know what the Lord, you don't know the hunger of the fish that's coming your way. You don't know how big he is. It doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how small. But what matters is, is that there is a fish out there and there, <laughs> sooner or later, there's a fish that is going to be hungry enough. Amen. Because he knows what's in that pond. Right. The Lord knows what's in your neighborhood. The Lord knows who's in our city. Yeah, I, right. We're not Texas, right? There ain't no, ain't no fish out in Washington. You probably heard that. One. <laughs> Texas. You get, if you're gonna go fishing, you gotta move to Texas, Louisiana, or wherever. <laughs> Amen. No. What a, what a lesson that I received from these men. What a reminder it was to me. There's no. They, you don't. You can still fish from, you can still be a fisher of men from Wiltshire. You can still fish for men when you're 87 years. That whole setup was for everybody over 70, everybody under 12, and whoever had a disability. That's what, it, that's, what that's all about. Amen. So we can't we can't lose that initial, amen. And and I know as as uh, as preachers, pastors, ministers, we know what it's like to, in a sense, toil all night and come up feeling like you're empty. Mm -hmm. Ever been there? Sure. Yeah. You know what it feels like. And if you're not careful, you know, you bring in the pole and hang it up and say, well, they, there ain't no hungry fish out there. Jesus said, Peter, you got to learn this. Yeah. You keep throwing that net out there because I am going to bring a few fish your way. And when you nab them, you're going to know that it's because you and I are connected. Nevertheless, Lord, at your word, I'll keep fishing. Amen. And I, of course, I love, we're not going to spend any time on this, but I love the idea when the tax collectors come to collect, go fishing. It's his word. Say, Peter, just go drop a line in the water and that first fish comes up, nab the coin out of his mouth and go pay the tax collectors. <laughs> You think about that one. How'd the fish get the coin in its mouth? Yeah. Amen. See, <laughs> he had he, he used several times the idea that we are to focus on the souls of men. One of those ways is he calls it fishing for men. Mm -hmm. That's our focus. Amen. Then we have in in uh, John 21, 3. Again, we, Peter says, I, I go fishing. He hasn't seen the Lord 
You know, he's going through a time. He says, I go fishing. Several go with him. They fish all night. They're back to catching nothing. The voice of the Lord on the shore. He says, hey. He says, have you caught anything? No, we haven't caught anything. We've been here all night. Peter recognizes the voice of the Lord. The Lord says, hey, cast it on the other side. Cast it on the right side of the boat. Huh? They do it. You know what happens. They bring in a bunch of fish. Cast on the other side, of the right side of the boat, it says. Which, to me, you know, there's apparently there's a right way and a wrong way. <laughs> and I'm pretty well convinced that the wrong way is coming at people with an axe and two thirty-eights. That's not that's not going to attract too many people. You can shoot them full of holes. You can cut off a few fingers, but no, no, you gotta you gotta show them that what you're throwing out there is going to be good for them. You gotta show them that you got something that they need to get a hold of. And uh, so, you know, sometimes it, the Lord said later on, not to tie in with fishing, but he said, you know, sometimes you've got to go to the other side of the road. You know, the religious people, they don't, they don't get close enough to the real deal. They don't get close enough to the guy that's laying there half dead. They go on the other side of the road, but... You know, sometimes when you're fishing, you got to get down into the nitty-gritty with people. You got to get to where they are. You got to, you got to know. You got to, you got to study fish. You got to study people. Some people, they, you know, they take a lot of your patience. Brother uh, Ryan, there's a uh, there's one photo I sent. Uh, it says uh, closed. There you go, closed fishing. That that hangs on that little pond sometimes because we're getting ready to open up. I know, you know this last year. I don't know what it was like in Texas or Japan. Probably similar. Man, it just was really really tough. I felt like half the time that there was a sign on the church that says closed. Not a good feeling. Those doors were meant to be open. And, you know, it, 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 it's never closed. Fishing season never closes for you and me. It never closes. It's always open season. And I want to show you one more photo. Brother Ryan, there's a uh, picture of a small sturgeon. Comes from the Tri-City Herald. There you go. Well, there ain't no fish around here. There ain't no big fish around there. That fish was caught a couple of years ago 
just ride down the Columbia River a couple of miles. That thing is 450 pounds caught right next door in your neighborhood. A sturgeon that big that doesn't even get on the charts. They say anything that's above 150 pounds is probably 50, 60 years old. We have no clue. Any idea, Brother Kellen? Something like that? No, I mean, how old though? Hey, it takes a while for a fish to grow to be 450 pounds, brother Mark. There was the other one that is like the length of it, and I don't know the exact figure, was approximately 48 to 62 or something like that. And then you can actually, I think, take them. I think above that can be less than Kelly would know. You know, who knows how the stud started? But when I when that when that came out in the paper, I said, "There is no way they caught that fish right out my back door." They did. 450 pounds. Brother Mark? Just a quick note is on sturgeon, divers that do work on dams also notice big barracuda down below. They said you'll see things that are 15, 20 foot long, which I suspect probably paralyzing the fear and get up out of here. But they supposedly say they're not too comfortable that day. My point is don't. Don't say that there's no big fish in the pond. Because the Lord placed those fish there. He knows He knows what fish is where. But what He needs is somebody to cast the line out there and catch one. Brother Jason? According to this chart, a 260-pound sturgeon is about 43 years old. So, I mean, and they don't even... It's not even on the chart. Yeah. Trust me, that is one great grandpappy there. That is one great grandpappy. But, but it's my point is though that you don't know. You don't know what's in the pond. But the guy that stocks it, he knows what's in that pond. You don't know what that new neighbor is all about that just moved into your neighborhood. You don't know what the visitors are that that come into this church. You don't know anything about it. But the Lord knows. He plants them. And He says, hey, church, there's one. There's one right there. You just need to keep fishing. You need to keep casting that line up. Amen. All right, as you stand, two points I want to leave you with. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, my Burma. I forgot. My Burma video. Okay. This is how they fish in Burma. The fish that way. Come on. There's Elvis. The fish that way. Elvis has never done this in his life.
Come on, talk to him, Big L. <laughs> okay, and then there's one more. Here you go, baby. <laughs> They were trying to get me in that water. Not a chance. There are alligators and who knows what else is in there. Man. Not a chance. But in closing, I want to two things. Number one, you you can't catch a fish unless you go where the fish are. And number two, fish are not going to jump in your boat. Okay, generally speaking, I know there's. There's weird instances where, you know, some fish jump out of the water and hit you in the head, right? <laughs> Generally, you don't. That don't happen. Amen. You got to go where the fish are. And the Lord of all the time that you and I are blessed to live, you got to believe that God is working on the hearts of men in this day. He is preparing their hearts for the church. To bring in the greatest harvest that there has ever been. He knows what's in the water. He knows the hunger. He needs people to continue to fish, cast the line out, and he will bring, he'll connect, he'll do the connecting. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. Lord bless you. I'm going to ask Brother McEwen if he would pray and dismiss us. And uh, then make sure you greet our guests here tonight. Lord, Father, we thank you tonight for your mercies and your blessings, Lord, for the call that you put on our lives, that we would listen to your voice, give heed to your directions, that we are in a day when it's so necessary to reach those before it is too late. Put your heart and mind tonight that we might be inspired and empowered to do the fishing you've asked us to do, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Lord bless you. Hallelujah.